This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Video Vignette an ethical approach to antenatal consultation at the limits of periviability by Dr. Theophile Stokes. While you watch this vignette, please think about the physician's approach to counseling, including language and nonverbal communication, as well as the patient's reactions. What goes well? What could be improved? How can you incorporate changes into your own clinical practice? Hi, Mrs. Allison? Yes. Is it okay time to talk? Yes. Okay, hi. Hi. I'm Dr. Stokes. I'm one of the neonatologists. Hi. Um, that means I'm one of the doctors that takes care of babies. And, okay. Um, and so I was asked by your obstetrician uh, to come and talk to you. Um, did they explain that I'd be coming to talk to you, um, or did they say anything to you about it? Yeah, they, uh, they said that I'm, my contractions are getting closer together and that I might have to deliver my baby and right. that you were going to come and talk to me about what that means. So tell me what's sort of going on in your head right now. This is, this, I, I know you look scared and things are pretty, probably happening really fast. Um, and what's, yeah. What's um, going on? He's not supposed to be coming. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm not even six months along yet. So, um, your due date, it's like in it's April? It's April 7th. April 7th. So, um, I'm just, I'm hoping that we can just maybe stop the labor. Yeah. I know that you can induce it and they've given me some medicine to try and stop it. I'm hoping that that works. Yeah. And that's what, that's what the medicine is that mm -hmm. they're giving you now. Um, that they're giving it, but they're, I was just talking to your doctor out, um, outside before I came in and, um, she was saying that she's concerned that even with the medicine that they're not going to be able to stop things um, because you're progressing a little bit faster um, than would usually be helped by that medicine. So, um, so they asked me to come and talk to you about the possibility that they're not going to be able to stop things okay. and that you, that you may potentially end up having your baby very, very early. So He's, you said he, right? Yes. Do you have a name picked out? Um, yeah, Gavin. Gavin. After his dad. After his dad. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where's dad? Uh, he's in Afghanistan, so he's not here. That's, that's really, really hard. Um, have you been able to talk to him at all? Or? Uh, not today. When's the last time you guys talked? Um, yesterday morning. Okay. He was able to call me. Okay. Do you have any, any other family or anybody that's with you, or who, who'd you come with today? I just came by just myself. By yourself? My uh, parents are in Kentucky, okay. so... So who's all who all do you live with at home? Um, just myself, my daughter, mm -hmm. my husband when he's here. And your daughter? How old's your daughter? Uh, she's fifteen months. 15 months. Mm -hmm. What's her name? Uh, Gabriel. Gabriel. Gabby for Gabby. short. Okay. Who's Gabby with right now? Some just uh, one of my friends okay. in the neighborhood. Okay. So, neighbor. so your family's in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Their dad's in Afghanistan. Yeah. This must be pretty terrifying. Yeah, I don't really understand what's happening. I don't understand why this um. Why, why this is happening. I, this never happened with 
with Gabby, so I don't. So Gabby, the pregnancy was pretty, pretty okay, pretty yeah. complicated. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty good, I think, compared yeah. to some of the horror stories my friends have told me. Do you it have? Was, like friends that have ever had a baby born prematurely, or um, yeah, I, I had a friend who had a baby prematurely, and and he's fine. Yeah. And how old is he now? He's two. He's two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, you know the reason they asked me to come talk to you today is that um, you know a lot of babies are born prematurely, um, and premature means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Um, with Gavin right now. Um, they told me that they think your pregnancy is about 23 weeks into the pregnancy. So, you know, a full-term pregnancy is about 40 weeks. Right. And um, so he's, you know, the pregnancy is just beyond the halfway point. And so with Gavin, we're talking about extremely, extremely premature. Um, and that's a really scary place to be, you know, having to consider having a baby this small. And that's some of the things that I wanted to come and talk to you about today. Okay. To kind of... Um, you know, maybe help you make sense of this a little bit and kind of talk about what we're what we're dealing with. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, did the obstetrician say anything to you, or had you talked to any of them about about having you know delivering this early? Um, I'm pretty adamant on not. Yeah. I'm <laughs> well, trying not to. Um, yeah. But they they said that you know then basically things didn't look really good. I guess for stopping. The labor and that's why they wanted me to talk to you okay so you know the hardest thing right now is that gavin is at a point where um he's just getting getting to the point in the pregnancy where he would have a chance of surviving outside of the uterus outside of your belly okay so you know if this was a week or two earlier um there really wouldn't be anything that we could do to potentially save gavin and um you know, if it was a little earlier in the pregnancy when he delivered, you know, the likelihood is that he would he would die after birth, and there wasn't really wouldn't be anything that we could do. So it's a good thing that so I mean, if this is happening, it's happening now. And it's happening now because we're at a point where there's a potential that um, that we can save Gavin, and that's why we're talking today about some of the things that goes into that whole process of being able to save a baby that's born so small. Okay. Okay. So. Stop me if this gets overwhelming, and Stop. as if it gets overwhelming, <laughs> yeah, I get, as soon as I said that, I felt pretty stupid for saying. Um, but I mean, you know, stop me if things are not making sense, or, okay. um, and ask questions, and we're going to kind of just try and get through this together and, and come up with a plan together, okay? Okay. Um, so as I said, you know, Gavin, right now, um, in order to be able to survive outside the uterus, outside your belly, he's going to need a lot of intensive care support. And so what that means is that um, somebody like me and a team of people from the, what we call the NICU, the Neonatal Intensive Care Unit, mm -hmm. um, would be in the room um, at the time of delivery. Okay. So that when Gavin was born, um, that we could start treating him basically right away. Because in order for him to have any chance of surviving, mm -hmm. um, he's going to need uh, a lot of medical and procedural help, and it's need, going to need to start right after birth. What's he going to need? So the biggest thing when he's born is that um, his lungs are very, very small and underdeveloped. Um, we know that about babies at this age. Can and, he use them? And he can use them, but he needs he's going to need some help, and that's the kind of thing that we can do okay. in the delivery room. So. Um, 
so if they're not able to stop things, and again, I'm, I'm hopeful and we're hoping that they can, but if, but if they're not and you do end up delivering this early, um, what it would mean is that Gavin would need to be taken um, to a different part of the delivery room after birth. Um, we call it a warmer. It's basically a table that has heat above um, to keep him warm because he's going to be very, very small. And when would that be after yes. I could hold him firm? And that's and that's some, another reason, you know, I think it's important for us to talk because sort of the idea of what is normal in the delivery room, you know, having your baby and holding your baby and, and maybe nursing your baby right. right after birth, all of that stuff gets sort of turned upside down in this kind of a scenario. Um, you know, the reality is that, that Gavin is so small and so premature that in order to have any chance of surviving, um, we would need to sort of take him from the second he's born. And it would, you know, and it's it's excruciating for moms and for families, you know. So I wouldn't get to it, it wouldn't be, hold him at all? If we decided that we were going to do, you know, all of the things, all the intensive care support and all of that, he, you know, the things that he would need to have a chance of surviving, mm -hmm. um, then you wouldn't be able to hold him right away. And he would pretty quickly after birth um, need to be taken out of the delivery room to a different part of the hospital that we call the NICU, um, you know, to be cared for. Um, so you wouldn't be able to see him or hold him in those first, you know, minutes or hours after birth until you were able to come down to the NICU basically to visit him. And a lot of that will depend on how things are going after delivery and, and when your obstetricians think you can come down and see him. Okay. So that's... Um, a really hard thing to have to wrap your arms around is the fact that um, that you can't wrap your arms around him right away. You know that he's going to be taken away from you, and yeah. um, and it's a really scary, awful thing to have to go through. Um, what I can tell you is that during that time, and the reason we have to get him um, sort of away from you and, and to the NICU so quickly is that, as I mentioned, his lungs are going to be very, very underdeveloped, and mm -hmm. so. Um, in order for him to be able to, to breathe and to get oxygen into his body, he's going to need um, the help from us that, you know, that we can do. Things like um, a breathing tube in his mouth that goes into his windpipe and um, like a breathing machine, what we call a ventilator. These are the kind of things that, that babies that are born this early, um, they need help with those kinds of things pretty much right, right from the time of birth in order to have a chance of surviving. Okay. Um. <sighs> Can you, I don't know, is there any way that we can get in touch with my husband and, I don't know, see if maybe he can come back and, I can't make this decision on my own. I, I don't know what's... And that's, um, and that's, I think, what I was going to, while we're talking, I was just kind of thinking about that. I mean, I think that this, if there's anybody that you can think of, any family or any support that you want us to try and get here now, um, definitely, definitely, we're going to get in touch with your husband. I assure you of that. And we have um, the Red Cross can get an emergency message to him overseas. Um, but it's going to take some time. Long. Um, I mean, it can take, depending on where he's at. I know he said that he's deployed. So we're going to do everything we can to get in touch with him as quickly as we can. And if, ever, you know, potentially we can get him on a Skype call in the next few hours even, ideally, and, and get something set up here in the room. But, okay. Um, but, you know... Um, getting him back here and, and getting him back where we want him to be, which is right next to you right now, that's yeah. you know, not going to be something we can do in the next few hours, and it's going to take some time. Okay. But we will, we will work towards that. Um, um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, have to, I, just, I really have to get home for my daughter. Um, I'm not supposed to be in here. Um, 
I, um, I don't know. So, uh, he, he is coming. We can't stop it, is what I'm hearing. The labor's going to happen. The, that's, that seems to be the most likely thing. I mean, they're trying. Again, this medicine, they're trying to stop things, and we're trying to give you some medicine that will help with his, um, with Gavin's maturity and to help his lungs develop and to help him so that, you know, he has the best chance after birth. But, um, but the is concern that is... So, so we know that, you know, if Gavin is really as premature as we think he is, which is around 23 weeks, and, um, and really as small as they're estimating, um, we know that in these cases that the chances of survival, even with everything that we can do, can be less than 50%. Um, you know that... And, I mean, do we know what the chance is right now? I mean, could you give me a chance, like, better than, less <laughs> than 50%? The, so I guess what I can say is that he has a chance. And the fact that you're here in this hospital at a place where we do this, you know, regularly means that, you know, he has a chance. And have I seen babies that are born this early go home and, you know, survive? Absolutely. Um, okay. So, you know, all of those numbers and all the things I can tell you, um, they probably are sort of abstract sounding, you know, talking to you face to face, you know, what we're dealing with right now is that Gavin has a chance of surviving. Okay. Um, it's just he's going to need a lot of help. Um, you know, some sometimes families in this situation, um, parents in this situation, they sometimes, you know, decide that they don't want to do all of the intensive care support. You know, the other way that we sometimes take care of babies this age is to say, you know, families can decide sometimes that, that they would rather spend the time that he has here sort of holding him and not being separated from him and not having him taken off into the NICU. Um, I've, you know, I've taken care of babies and families in that situation where we've decided that, you know, doing the intensive care is sort of too much and that they didn't want their baby to go through those things and they wanted to be able to spend the time that they had with their baby in the, in the delivery room kind of holding him. What are you saying? I think that Hearing what you're telling me right now and kind of seeing where you're at, I think that's a, a really hard decision to, to really face. Um, so I guess that I'm, I say that because I'm sort of taught that I need to talk about the idea that, you know, some families might choose not to do all of the intensive care and support. if we don't do the intensive care stuff. That Gavin will die. We know that. And like beyond a reasonable doubt. If we don't do the intensive care, if we don't start all of this stuff right away, you know, him being as small as his, we know that he will die from that. And um, okay. And I guess I feel I feel like I'm not saying this in a um, in a way that's making sense. I guess what I'm saying is that the op there are options that we are talking about, and that I want to help us sort of come up with a plan as to what we think is going to be the best for Gavin. Um, it's just a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, I really can't make that kind of a decision without my husband's supposed to be here with me, helping yeah. me through this, you know, and uh, he's not, he can't help that, but he's not, and uh, I don't know what the right answer is. So, um, 
I don't know. Uh, what, what would you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was very worried that you were going to ask me that. Um, I think that... So, you know, what I'm taught is that I'm not supposed to sort of tell you one way or another, you know, what we should do and which way to go and what the best answer is. But if um, I was your wife, hmm. what would you tell her? Please, I know, I'm sorry, but I don't know what to do. Yeah, well, you know, the reality is, like, I've talked to my wife about this, and, you know, this is something that we, we, we discuss it. And I think, honestly, it would be impossible for me to make that decision before my baby was born. I just think that it's not something that I'd be able to do without seeing him and without, you know, seeing what he, who he really is after birth. So I think if, if what we were in this situation, I think probably what we would do is we would, we would try and see how he does and, and kind of reassess from there. And when I say try, I mean, you know, to try to provide him the intensive care support to see if those things are working, to see if he has enough lungs to be able to survive. Um, I think that in my experience, what I've seen is that, you know, babies, when they're born, they, they'll tell us a lot in those minutes and hours after birth. And if it seems like, you know, we're able to breathe for him and we're able to support his, his heart and his blood pressure and he's responding to the things that we're doing, then I would say we should, my suggestion and what I would probably do is, if this was my wife and I'm making decisions, we probably would just, we would try. I think the hard thing is, um, you know, if things aren't working, we also would have to, what I would recommend is that if, you know, we see things aren't working and the interventions, you know, the, the breathing machines and the medicines aren't helping and if he's really not responding to those things, um, then I would ask, you know, you to, to trust me as a doctor that does this to say, you know, to trust my decision, um, which would be that, you know, to sort of recommend that if things aren't working that we stop the intensive care and move towards what we call palliative care or comfort care. Okay. So that, you know, what, I, what my, my hope is that, you know, Gavin's born and he's strong enough and responds to these things and we can get your husband back here yeah. and maybe get some of your family up here and, you know, have, have these supportive, loving people around you so that you're not up here by yourself. Um, okay. And, you know, and to see how things go with Gavin. And to, so that's, I guess, what I'm recommending, even though I'm not technically supposed to, to be making this. No, I think, I, think that's, this is, I think that's a good plan. I think. We, um, yeah, no, I think that's good. I think we should try everything and see how he is. I think he's going to be really strong. Yeah. And I so, think he will. I think he'll do good. And you know, like there, I, I can tell you, I know this sounds sad and, and the stuff I'm telling you is a lot of bad news, but I mean, babies can and do survive this and they do. Um, otherwise I wouldn't be here <laughs> and, and I'm not gonna do things unless I think there's a chance of them helping. And so I can tell you that, you know, you're delivering in a good place okay. and, um, and we're gonna do everything that we can for Gavin. And, okay. um, and also to, you know, to try and get your your husband to get Gavin Sr. back here so that yeah. he's here. Um, we will definitely start working on that now. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. um, I can say that, you know, I'll, 
myself or somebody else from the NICU is always going to be available to come down and talk to you. So if, you know, after we're done talking today and I turn around and walk out the room and a thousand other thoughts come into your head, you know, mm -hmm. just let your nurses know and, and we're going to be back here. So we're here to talk to you and support you and, and, and help you through this. Um, you know, I'm not just Gavin's doctor. I'm, I'm here taking care of you as best as I can as well. Okay. So, um, so I just want you to know that that's why I'm here, okay, and okay. why our team's here. Um, and I think that we just are going to, you know, take this step by step and, um, and go from there. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to let our NICU team know that we talked and, um, and we'll have the delivery room set up so that, um, so that when Gavin is born, um, that we're ready to take care of him. Okay. Okay. So I'll tell you that, you know, if things happen quickly, um, it's, it may seem like a blur, and it may seem like, you know, you're not able to see what's happening, um, or it may seem like an eternity before, between the time you deliver and the time you're actually able to see Gavin. Um, I can tell you that during that time, we're gonna be doing everything we can to take care of him, and that even though he's not right here next to you, that he's gonna be with me or one of my other team members. Will I like, be able to get updates? And that we're gonna be updating you as, as quickly as we can. Okay. okay? Um, so, my job is to make sure that, you know, I, I try to I try to make sure that at least in that an early, early period that not more than a half hour goes by before, you know, somebody's coming down to give you an update. Or the other alternative is that we'll make sure you have the phone number for the NICU so that you can be calling down there. But we're going to be making sure that that communication is ongoing. Okay. Now, I say, you know, a half hour, that can seem like an eternity. Um, and, you know, the reality is it's not it's not great. But um, But we'll do everything we can to make sure that you're hearing what's going on. I think we also have, you know, we'll, I'll, we'll identify somebody that can be taking pictures so that, you know, if we do have to rush him to the unit right after he's born, um, that they can take pictures and bring it back to you and show you. And, um, okay. you know, we'll do what we have to do to, you know, to work with what we've got. Uh, okay. Okay. But, um, and, and so I think that we'll, um, as we set, set up more and come back into the room, we'll talk a little bit more. Okay. okay. And, um, and my hope would be that um, over the next few hours, if we can get through to your husband's command. So I think we'll start working on that now. I'll talk okay. to our social worker and see if she can you know, start that process. And then um, what we may be able to do in the next few hours is um, maybe have a sort of virtual conference with you guys as well. Okay. okay. I think we, we have a few hours for sure. Okay. So we'll try and try and get moving on that as quickly as we can. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, it's really nice meeting you and I'm sorry that it's like this. Thank you. Um, but we're, we're going to do everything that we can. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. We'll see you later. Now that you've watched this this recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.